Welcome to Guilty Pleasure Personals. I am your host, Brandon Lacaruba, and with me is my good friend, Tom Crescenzo. Tom, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. So, uh, I know it. Everybody who's listening knows it because they clicked on it, but fuck it. What'd you choose as your topic today for your, <laughs> for your guilty pleasure? Well, I have a, I'm a sick person, so I have a lot of guilty pleasures. Um, but I decided instead of going with pedophilia... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I chose death metal because um, it's one of the most defining characteristics of my personality. But in a way, it's kind of like... It's kind of a haunting obsession, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, why, why haunting? See, I, I we definitely have talked a bit about it beforehand, and I... Definitely have some exposure to the metal world, but I grew up as a guy that couldn't stand the distortion, so it blocked me off from really taking a dive in, into the genre as a whole. So why why the haunting? Why the why the negative connotation? Why the guilt? It really has nothing to do with like the music itself. Like I don't listen to the music and be like, oh, I know this sucks, but like I know that everybody else thinks it sucks for the most part. You know what I mean? Like I have my my friends, like my boys, who are all metalheads, and like we go to shows, but like you know when you're meeting new people. And, like, you're hanging out, and eventually you find out what their, like, taste in music is. You always have, like, the more you're like, ah, like, they're never going to like my shit. You know what I mean? And plus, I, like, y you know, we're both comedians. Like, I've said this on stage before, but being into death metal especially, which is my favorite subgenre of metal, is not exactly the best type of music to listen to if you want to get into the dating world. Like, you know, in the joke, I'm basically like, how am I supposed to relate to a girl's taste in music when the last song I listened to is called Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt? Like, it's not it's not easy because as much as you love it, you could see why it's seen as like offensive and disgusting. So you can almost never like when you're with a group of people, even if they're your friends, you can never be like, hey, let me get like the orcs for a minute and choose choose some dying fetus for you all to listen to you know it's just like sure. it's like very solitary it's a very solitary like thing to be a fan of and you know that then that's an interesting interesting trend for for the show i think so far is that all the topics are things as we discussed earlier are things that we're not all necessarily ashamed of but are, are things that we maybe wouldn't lead with in a, yeah. in a conversation <laughs> or in a tinder uh, in a tinder chat for sure. I definitely wouldn't lead with, hey, uh, what's going on? My name's Tom. My favorite band is Dying Fetus. Uh, their best album is Grotesque Impalement. Um, you should look it up right now on Spotify. Go ahead, please. <laughs> well, in, in, in your personal experience, because I don't have any, any data for people that listen to metal, but in your anecdotal experience, how do you feel about, like, what's the spread like of, of male to female uh, enjoyment? I'm sure it skews <laughs> that wasn't in a certain a fair direction. Question. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fair question. You know what? You, you would have been better off asking, how many black people listen to metal? It's like, oh. How many black people do listen to metal? You mean all five of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, honestly, like, the women, it's it's weird because, you know, you think of metal and you think like, oh, that's just literally like a sausage fest. And in a lot of ways it is like you'll go to shows and it's like 90 percent male minus like a bunch of dudes, weirdly hot girlfriends who are probably <laughs> addicted to coke and that's why they're dating them. But either way, it's just it's it is like there's definitely not a lot of women who are into metal, which is understandable because it's not even just like that women are like scared of dark things. It's like a lot of metal like. Here's the thing. I'm saying that as a fan, a lot of metal is very disrespectful to women. Mm. Like, there's a lot of songs like Raped on the Altar or just like, sure. or like Addicted to Vaginal Skin. It's like, yeah, if I, if I had a vagina, I probably wouldn't necessarily want to listen to that song. Are there, are there successful metal bands that you know of that are uh, either female-led or, or, 
are mainly comprised of, of the ladies. That's oh, yes. interesting. I never thought of this before. There are a lot, actually. The thing is, um, there's definitely much less than there are male, but like, I think of, um, but they're I mean, out there. yeah, they're, yeah, they're out there. The first one that comes to mind is a band I don't like, and it's not because they have a female frontman. It's just, yeah, because... okay, Tom. All right. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so transparent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but it's really not because they're frontman's or it's just generally because I don't like their music. But there's this band called Arc Enemy. They're probably the most successful one that I could think of. They've been around for like over a decade. And, you know, they're, they're just kind of like, to me, they're like a mainstream style of like metal that sort of like mixes with metal corn. It's not really my taste. But, if you like them and you're into metal you should look them up but um there, there's that band and then there's also bands like that are kind of like jokes like there's this band called the butcher babes and it's literally just these two <laughs> super hot stripper looking chicks who just play like it's kind of just like i i've never heard it i imagine it's just like poison or like shitty ass hair metal sounding music okay. but like it's just the, the point of the band is like yeah it's a metal band and you want to fuck us. Like, <laughs> so there's bands like that that are kind of jokes. There's also Baby Metal, which is just this awesome, this, um, I love this band, awesome fucking band of just literally these, like, I don't know if it's like two or three, just like a band of little Japanese girls, just the cutest little Japanese girls. <laughs> and like, they sing like, they're like, wah, 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 and it's just like crazy loud guitars. And it's yeah. like, this is nuts. Like, it's, so there are definitely the female metal acts out there. There's more that I'm missing. There's definitely, course, yeah. yeah, there's definitely some that I'm not naming right now. But um, for the most part, yes, metal is sort of a sausage fest. And it's really because a lot of it deals with like, and like this is just sort of something I admit, which makes it kind of guilty. A lot of it deals with like sort of like male anxieties, like not mm-hmm. feeling like you're good enough, not feeling like you're tough, not feeling like you can handle anything in your life. You know, obviously women have those feelings too, but I think they deal with them in different ways. Like men sort of feel like they want to attack those feelings and strangle them and like beat them up. And I think men who have a lot of those feelings are like, you know, they get into metal very easily. Like it's more likely, like obviously there's women who could have those feelings and want the same thing. Like they want to rip it apart. They want to beat it up. But I just feel like it's less common that they wind up discovering metal and being like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm looking like for. Like for me, for me, just from my perspective, it seems like it makes a lot of sense that like music where half the vocals are just like and the guitars like just sound like literally just like a fucking like a train plowing through a building. Like it, it makes sense to me why a lot of women aren't like into it. But it, and that's what sucks is like there's never like some people probably go to concerts thinking like, oh, I can't wait to like try to hook up with girls at this like show. Like I have never gone to a concert thinking that (laughs) never once have I gone to a metal show thinking, Oh yeah, maybe I should wear my getting laid shirt. Like it's never once like in my mind, even cross, like not even that it couldn't happen. It's just, it's so unlikely that I wouldn't even consider it. Yeah, no, I, I got you. That's like, you know, if I went to, to BotCon and was like, like I hate to take this aside, but I, I recently discovered that in the subgroups of Transformer fans, there are people called clankies, what? which is uh, a derivative uh, taken from the term furries. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, that's God, kind no. of metal in a sense, because like, because it's, it's, a lot of the fantasy is being basically killed by a robot that is the size of a car. Like they're like, "Oh, I want you to just crush me," and like, and it's like sexually though, right? Sexually, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I just want you to ream out my hole with your giant metal cock. Like, and, and to be honest with you, I've always been a to each your, their own kind of person. But like, I'll be in these groups talking about like, 
my display or something else that's like nerdy and stupid and then they're like oh i want to fuck that guy and i'm like no uh come on man (laughs) like just don't go on my threads it makes me feel weird i don't want to yeah like i don't need you commenting on my thread saying you want to suck optimus prime's tailpipe like (laughs) no it's not (laughs) i can't believe that's a thing clankies i really thought i'd seen it all i'd seen furries i'd seen bronies i Seen all kinds of weird sexual obsessions, but Clanky's is new. You know, it, it, it feels weird, though. It is metal. It is metal. Yeah, it, it, because there's this element of, like, they're not even, like, not. I've never thought I'd be defending bronies on this show. <laughs> but, like, you still can technically fuck a horse if you feel so compelled. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be a pony. It'd be a horse. Oh, you're right. I, I always think of them as the same yeah, thing. And nah, totally it's got to be a pony. I, 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 I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you can <laughs> fuck a pony. Here. You, you can fuck, fuck a pony. A pony. <laughs> it is physically possible to, whereas, like, you know, they're not, they're they're made of metal. It's a whole different thing. Uh, we're way off base here. Um, <laughs> but that is what makes um, being a clanky a metal, like, quote, unquote, that the reason that's so metal. It's because there's no way to really in real life do it where you wouldn't just die. Like, you could fuck a horse. Like, if you actually tried, like, if you got it hard and you just, like, fucked it, it's possible. But there are no giant robots, first of all. And even if there were, getting fucked by their massive robotic penis would probably destroy your insides. Yeah. And that's pretty metal. That's pretty metal. (laughs) And in both a literal and figurative way is is (laughs) what I'm really liking about this. So what what makes you... I guess, is there anything that makes you roll your eyes about other metal fans? That, oh, that, boy. Like, the people... Because I, I look at it uh, almost like we're discussing. Like, I'm into Transformers enough where they're my guilty pleasure, but, you know, like, I don't go to conventions. I'm not I'm not so deep. You know, there are people I look at, and I'm like, whoa, look at that guy. Like, what's, yeah. what's the version of that for metal? Oh, boy. I mean, metal is... The thing is, there's so many, like... Metal fans are both the best fans in the world and the worst fans in the world. The, the reason they're the best fans is because they're super dedicated and they just they absolutely love it and they truly do support the artists. The reason it's bad is because they're insufferable. <laughs> like, think of the worst possible nerd you've ever met who's like into Nintendo games and just like replace all those Nintendo games with like Cannibal Corpse albums. And you have the most annoying person you've ever met in your life. Like, dudes are just like, bro, like, I hate all their new albums. They fucking suck now. You have to go back to the old school shit in the 90s, like Hammer Smash Face. Or like, bro, have you ever listened to Demolition Hammer? Yo, it's like the greatest metal album of all time. Like, dude, here, let me tell you a story. I was going to the city to hit some open mics, right? And I'm waiting at the train station in Deer Park, right? And, you know... I'm listening to music. I'm stoned. Like, I'm standing there waiting for the train. And I'm just switching through songs and my like songs. And this one band pops up on the screen called Cryptopsy, who are an amazing death metal band. If you're listening to this and you're into death metal and you don't know Cryptopsy, look that shit up. It's fire. But um, I was I, a song came up from them from, like, their first album, which is considered by metal fans to be, like, the gospel. Like, this is their good, like, metal album that's, like, actually, like, perfect. And, like... You know, I clicked on it. I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to it. And then this kid comes up to me next to me. And I look and I turn. I just see this kid with huge hair and, like, a vest with all these, like, patches, like, with band like band names on it and, like, just really tight jeans. And he's just like, bro, is that Cryptopsy? And I'm just like, oh. 
Yes. <laughs> like literally like in that moment, just the, the idea of a nice peaceful train ride where I can just like write some jokes and like listen to tunes and wait to get in the city. Gone. Now I'm talking to this fucking dude about every single top 10 greatest death metal bands of all time list he's ever found on like YouTube and like just, and it's not even that he's a bad guy. It's not even, it's just like, dude, like read the room. Like you have to be, you have to be able to look in my face and see that I'm not enjoying this. Like, right. yes, I like death metal. Like, yes, we're into this. Yes, it's cool. Like good shit, man. But like, I wasn't trying to make a friend today. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, that's the thing is like a lot of metal fans, like when they find people who are also into metal, it's so rare for some people right. that they get overbearing with it. It's just like, I can't, I can't believe I found another metal. Oh my God. We have to, we have to talk about all our favorite bands. We have to share all our favorites. And it's just like, dude, like relax. Okay. We're both into metal. Like maybe give me your number. Like I'll hit you up if I'm going to a show sometime, but it's right. like, you don't have to be so like, and I think maybe I'd come from a place of privilege because I did grow up with friends who were metalheads, so I wasn't alone. So I kind of got like to be to be at least have a group. But the thing that you know, it which sucks is when you do meet people who really have never like like met anybody else who's like that into metal. They're just like suddenly they just want you to be in their life, and it's like I can't be in your life, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I, I I definitely relate to that though. I mean, to the point where if I go into a, a nerd shop, like any any comic action figure type store, like trading card game, all that uh, sphere, the amount of times I'll even go into a shop and they'll be like, "We don't have Transformers stuff because Transformers people are so like, I mean, look around, like only into Transformers pretty much. Like I I, I don't really collect like. Uh, action figures of other stuff. It's very one thing. So a lot, a lot of even nerd shops won't even support the thing that I want to, I want to buy because we're so singularly into that, that like, well, yeah, when I meet somebody, it's like, I, I don't have any friends that are into transformers. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I started the podcast, dude. I, it gave me an excuse like, to, to talk find, about it. I need to find somebody. Please come find me. It gave me an excuse <laughs> to talk about it over and over again without people rolling their eyes being like, I was talking about this again, but it'll happen. It'll happen in response to this episode. I'll get an email. Like, oh, I'm sure. Like, Fucker. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I guess I'm curious if you have any, any, any stories of, of, you know, where, where that kind of like guilt came from. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, like I had this story from episode one of, of, you know, my dad giving me crap for being into transformers and I was in high school and going into college and I had a buddy that just went off calling them dolls and shit. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if. Like, do you have any, any, like, music friends that shit on the genre? Any, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, growing up, like, I, like I, like I, it's like I said, I did have friends who were into metal, but I didn't really meet them in, until I was in high school. So a lot of the friends I grew up with as a young kid, like, because I've been into metal since I was, like, 10 years old. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a vet. <laughs> okay. But I'm, um, like, you know, growing up, like, I would try to show bands to people, like, inside, just try to just see if anybody else likes the songs I like, because, you know, you're just a kid. You don't really understand that it's like from a, a music from a different era that they're not going to get or whatever. Like, and you know, people just be like, bro, this shit fucking sucks. Like, it's not music. Like, I can't believe you listen to this trash. This is emo garbage. What do you want to cut yourself? Like, about your fucking emo and you want to kill yourself? You listen to mad. And like, I had to deal with a lot of that shit growing up. And like, you know what? Like, I don't blame people for not understanding something that they've never gotten into, but it's literally, it's no different from stereotype because emo is a different genre of music entirely. It has nothing to do with metal. Sure. Emo comes from punk. Mm. It's completely unrelated. And like emo kids would get upset if you called them metalheads. You know what I mean? It's like that. 
So it's so if somebody it's, said I was into GoBots, I'd slip their throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like if somebody even tried to assert that I was a Bionicle fan, I would fucking <laughs> strangle them. <laughs> but like, no, but it is kind of that way. It's just weird that it's like you know you're told that stereotyping is bad, but when it's just some shit that someone's into, it's okay to be like, oh, bro, you're into that. Like you definitely want to cut yourself. It's like why would you say that to me? You know what I'm just because yeah, I'm like a fan of a type of music, and like I get it, it's dark shit. But to me, I never saw metal as like brooding or sad. It's not like oh like i hate my life it's just more like i'm angry at the world and i want to rip it to shred but it's like i think that that was definitely hard like as a young kid growing up and finding out that nobody likes my type of music and they think i'm a weird fuck for it you know what i mean like not to mention my parents were against it like when i was growing up my mom would be like because my cousin really got me into metal Mm -hmm. i didn't have an older brother so my older cousins were kind of like my older brother figures and my older cousin got me into metal at a young age and i'm like i don't want you listening to that music it's scary it's like it's (laughs) that movie that music is bad it makes people do bad things and like my dad would say like the same thing like absolutely not and but to be fair they felt that way about like eminem too sure you know they were like you know or like 50 cent like i wasn't allowed to listen to that shit either but like they would be like you know, they'd be like, my mom be like, I don't like that. It's the devil. I don't like anything that sings about the devil. And, I'm, you know, I would just be like, oh, but it's not like that. It's not just the devil. Of course, many metal bands, yeah, they sing about the devil. But not all of them. You could be a, you could be a metal fan your whole life and never get into one satanic death metal band. You know what I mean? And it's just sure. like yeah, yeah. people, like, they don't really understand that. Like, they think, oh, if you're into metal, you're definitely into the satanic stuff. You're definitely into, like, the cutting yourself. But it's like there's so many different layers of this. Like, what I really like, what I always liked is, A, just kind of the – it really it was always just the music for me. It was never the lyrics or the vocals. I mean, I'm used to the vocals now. But it was really more just, like – the way the music made me feel, it made me feel very satisfied in my anger growing up. Cause we're all angry growing up, but you know, I've always had a lot of trouble making friends so I could never really relate to people and it made it worse. So having metal in my life made it very easy to get these feelings out in a way that didn't hurt anybody. And like, you know, I think it was just tough, like knowing like that everyone else would think it was fucking weird or whatever. I, I might be, sure. like, rambling at this point. Yeah, but. no, because that, that's definitely... I, I definitely feel that way with, with my stuff, and it's definitely a common common thread with, with the different episodes. Uh, what What is... I, I, the term is escaping me. The the type of metal that is it generally gets paired with, like, fantasy? Um, well, there's a couple types. Um, first, there's power metal, which power metal is kind of like, um, like you know, Dragon Force... Yeah, I'm not yeah. what I'm thinking. Dragon Force is, is is kind of to me like the quintessential power metal band, just like these epic songs, and they yeah. sing about like these amazing like landscapes and like fucking you know dragons and like fantasy like stories, and it's like it's a genre of metal. There's also like folk metal, which kind of gets into fantasy too. Sure. Um, but then there's uh, there's like it depends on what you mean because some black metal, like it's black metal, is kind of unanimously satanic. But some of it can be very fantastical in an interesting way. Okay. It's it's all dark. It's all very gothic and dark and sort of shrouded in that. But it can be very fantastic. Like, you might find black metal bands that are singing about, like, elves and shit. You know what I mean? Huh. Okay. Like, I don't know them if they're out there. I can but imagine. <laughs> no, I, I, I met a, a couple of guys after a, a comedy show once that were in a, I think it was power metal band. Because that's how they described it. They're like, "Oh, Dragon Force and fantasy yeah, stuff." Yeah, yeah, it was power metal. Yeah, and it was right after I'd kind of really come around on metal myself and gave it a try, and I thought they were really cool. But the 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 lead guy of the band, like I, he was telling me, he really composes much of the 
most most of the music and he I think he played keys for them and and guitar I don't know but he seemed like maybe not the front man but really like the gel that kind of held everything together the least I would never have assumed that this guy is in a metal band or likes metal he said he's a teacher and he just happened to be wearing like those like his kind of teaching clothes it was a weeknight show oh (laughs) that's funny and um he kind of seemed like a like just a generic nerdy dude. Like he, I would have expected him to whip out some transformers before he told me that he <laughs> basically like runs a metal band and is, and I what just makes me think of what we were talking about before. How it largely metal seems to be a, a style thing more than you could point out like music, uh, more than like a music theory genre. You know what I mean? It's I like, think it's both equally. I think equally, it, it okay. would say it's I would say it's an equal thing because the sound is important. Like metalheads will like flip out if you say that a band is metal and it doesn't sound like metal. You know what I mean? No, like right, but, they but, definitely will. But I mean, yes, you as we like we were talking about this before, there's definitely sort of a culture to it. There's a stylistic influence. There's a there's an attitude that has to be matched. There's imagery. There's there's all kinds of things that can make things appear metal when they may not necessarily be metal. Like, for example, yeah. I actually think a lot of Johnny Cash songs are like, they almost, they're not metal songs, of course, mm. but they almost seem metal in the sense that they deal with these really troubling, like, disturbing topics, and the imagery mm. is so vivid, it's almost like, wow, like, he has this one song called The Mercy Seat, and it's about a guy, an innocent guy being electrocuted on death row, like, and he gets into it. Like that's he a act- topic, pretty yeah. metal. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty sure. fucking metal topic. And then the way he sings it makes it even, he's like, the mercy seat is going, and I think my head is smoking. And you're sitting there, you're like, this is country? Holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. that's the thing. So things like that can seem metal. But of course, like, you know, some any nerd on the internet, like, you know, Atticus the death metal or on YouTube is going to be like, no, no, it doesn't count as metal. Because you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. That's what happens, of course. So yeah, I think it's a it's like a fifty fifty split. May I'm more of this side of kind of I'm sort of more of an have an open minded frame set where like some bands that people would say are not metal, like I would say they, they count. Like for example, like Slipknot, many metalheads would say they're not metal. I think they count. I'm not saying like I like them. I totally understand why you might hate them, but I would still say they have to count as a metal band. I mean, sure. like especially if you look at their first two albums, like it's undeniably metal music. Uh, is there anybody you know that is into the cultural end of of metal and they like the style, the visual style, and they just for whatever reason the the music doesn't do it for them? Because well, I just find that interesting. I don't to know be why. honest, um, nobody I know personally, but okay. I will say this: um, there was this weird trend in like the early twenty teens where like I noticed a lot of celebrities wearing like weird metal apparel. Like, hmm. I, like it was like you'd see like photos of rappers with like G, like like sweatpants that have band patches on them, like like a, like a toxic Holocaust logo or like a fucking like cano. And I'm like sitting here, I'm like, there's no way he listens to any of these bands. But I, it was weird. It was like this weird sort of trend I noticed for a little while. And even now, you see it with like Billie Eilish. Like she went on stage once with a shirt that was made up of three metal band shirts. Like I think it was typo negative. Alice in Chains and then maybe maybe like one other that I'm forgetting. But either way, like I don't I don't know if Billie Eilish is a metal fan genuinely. Like I don't like I have no way of knowing that. She might be. She very well could be. You never right. know. But like either way, like that style seems to match her aesthetic. 
you know, the jagged lettering, the dark imagery, like right. the sort of gothic coloring. It makes perfect sense, even if she was not into metal, why she would choose to wear like a metal shirt while performing. So yeah. I definitely see it. I don't know anybody personally mm. because, I mean, like look at this shirt right now. This shirt I have on shows a guy getting like stabbed in the mouth. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like an aesthetic people would just want to adapt, but I guess it does happen. And I guess on the the other end of the spectrum – and this sounds silly just in my head before I'm even saying it out loud, but like how many people either that, you know, or have come to contact, whatever, or aware of are, I don't, I don't even know how to word what I'm saying. Like, I look at it this way, like Tom, we're friends. You're a very nice guy. <laughs> like, I, I don't, there's no part of me. I love this fridge. I love this fridge. Uh, Yo, better fridge with this audio setup, metal. but yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like that was like a scream it was like <laughs> um how many metal people are like as fucked up as the subject material of the music because like i wouldn't say that you are i don't, I don't get the vibe that you're gonna stab me in the mouth think you're getting up yeah <laughs> <laughs> well all right it's actually an interesting question because the truth is most like by a widespread majority i'd say almost none like, I'd say almost no metalheads are genuinely as fucked up as the lyrics. And that's because the lyrics are so fucked up. If that many people were really into it, we'd have a serious problem. Like, if as many pe- if the amount of people who listen to metal were actually into killing people the way they sing about, there would be bodies on every single street in America. You realize that? Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's how deadly it would be. So, obviously, for the most part, no. Like... Most people are not who listen to metal are not psychopaths who want to kill you, of course. In the same way that people who listen to like rap that sings that might sing about like shooting people or like fucking violent acts are not necessarily ready to go out and kill somebody, you know. Or in the same way that a guy sure. who really likes horror movies doesn't want to be a serial killer just because he likes watching Jason Voorhees stab people, you know. It's not absolutely. But then at the same time, there's been those instances. There have. Like, for example, I'll give you one story of a band called Mayhem. Now, Mayhem is a good band, not shitting on the band. They have a lot of good music. Okay. Okay, but back in the 80s, like, they were kind of the first black metal band that, in my opinion, like, in my opinion, they were the first, like, band I could think of in history that really was, like, actually scary, but, like, really scary. Like, because they, they would sing, obviously, about satanic stuff, and the music still holds up as very dark and stuff, but these guys were actually fucking crazy. Okay, they would they would burn churches like they would because oh, they were in right. Norway, right? This is Norwegian black metal, gotcha. and they would go to churches like at night and they would burn them. Like they would literally just burn full churches. They would like, you know, they were almost kind of like a gang of Satanists. They would like do weird rituals, and then one of the members of this band, a guy named Varg Verkins, actually actually like m- literally murdered one of the other band members like he fucking literally they, they were arguing about Ooh, something yeah. and he stabbed him it was the guitarist he stabbed him right in the stomach and he's dead and he went to jail for like 17 years the thing is like in norway it's um it, it's kind of different over there so he's out now like now he's out like he's not did he get back I, together uh, well, Mayhem exists, but they don't have him anymore. Yeah. Like they, they never really broke up. They Those just kind of conti- they just kind of continued to be a band. <laughs> They're they like, listen, we burn churches. Like a, one of our members killing the other guy. This is not breakup like level band. Yeah, you know I mean? like, this huh. is not going to separate us. But either way, they 
they might have went on hiatus for a little. I shouldn't say that, but they did. Get, they are together now. And basically, there's a band out now that's called the True Mayhem, which comprises like some of the original members and like some oh, new wow. members. But it's the mayhem that is the mayhem of today. But back, you know, the guy Vark, he's out of jail now. He makes his own music. He has a solo project called Burzum. And I've heard it. It's good. There's some definitely some good songs. It's like very like gothic sort of black metal, same type of thing, but more atmospheric, a little more like synthy. But he's also just a piece of shit also, which is tough because he'll like go on the Internet and he'll make videos of himself. And he's like, listen, people did not all come from Africa. OK. Oh, my God. And it's just like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. I don't want to listen <laughs> to his music now. And then it's like you hear about like, well, how does he live? And it's like, oh, he actually lives in a shack with his fucking like autistic wife and kids and he just doesn't provide for them well. And he just makes videos LARPing like a Viking in the woods. So it's like, OK, yeah, there's definitely some pieces of shit who listen to metal. And sometimes it's shitty enough to make you not want to listen to the music. Like, really, like, hmm. I, because I, the, I, I, I didn't have a problem listening to Burzum when I knew he killed people. Because, I mean, like, you know, I've listened to rappers that have killed people. I've listened to, like, there's plenty of music artists out there who I've listened to who are guilty of fucked up things. Hmm. But then, like, I heard, like, the, vi- I hear the videos of just, like, you know, where he goes on YouTube and makes an ass of himself. And I'm like, this guy, like, I'm not even going to fucking fuck with him. You know what I mean? I don't sure. want to fuck with this shit. It just makes me think of him when I hear it and it's shitty. So, like, yeah, the point is there's definitely, like, some instances. Like, you have instances of metal where people genuinely are bad. Like, there's he's a, this guy's a killer. He's killed somebody. He's racist. He's a dipshit. He doesn't provide for his family. You know what I mean? So they exist. But... I would argue you can't say that there's one single solitary genre of any form of entertainment that doesn't have pieces of shit. Of course. I mean, think about it. Football. You got O.J. Simpson and many others that I don't even need to list off. You've got, oh, I mean, like Aaron Hernandez. Like, literally, I could go on. You've got fucking, look at other types of music. I mean, R&B. You got R. Kelly. Like, or like fucking um, sure do. rock and roll. You have... Phil Spector, whom many people may not know, but he produced like basically all the pop music of like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Murdered his wife. Piece mm-hmm. of shit. Then you, and then you have John Lennon. He used to beat the fuck out of Yoko. Oh, no. And it's like, if we really like, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily saying we should just separate the art from the artists, black and white. But if we're really going to discredit an entire genre of music just because there's some pieces of shit involved, no, sure. then we have to discredit all entertainment because there's pieces of shit involved in all film, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, right. my God, like, but I feel like it. it's easier to conflate metal with its, you know, very small minority of, of people that are, are not good people because it's like the subject material is sometimes not being of best. course. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it's definitely like an unfair critique because of that. Whereas I feel like the more, a more balanced critique that's, again, in line with a lot of the stuff we've talked about in previous episodes is like you're indulging in the, the fantasy of, of the, that violence and the satanic stuff and all the, the, the dark themes you're, you're indulging in it for fun, listening to the music, engaging in the culture, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're, you're about that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of the idea is I think it's really just like, and when you go to a metal show and you're in like a mosh pit, you can for like once in your life, like you, you know, you work day in and day out. It's just constantly grinding, constant depression, constant anger. Like you never feel comfortable. You never feel right in your own skin. Finally, you could go to a metal show and you could just rage out. And if you want to think about all that horrible imagery that you're singing about, if it actually helps get the anger out, you can. 
you can think about it in the pit and you can live out a, in a way a kind of like a fantasy. And obviously it's not a fantasy because it's not like something you want to do to people. But you could sort of live out this because we've all had those moments where you really are just that pissed off and you're like, man, I just wish I could fucking kill everybody. You know what I mean? Or like, man, I just wish I could beat that guy, beat the fucking shit out of the guy, and like really fuck him up. And you would never would. But for a minute, it always feels good to sort of just like say that in your head, like, yeah, like what if I did just fucking beat that guy to, yeah, to, sure. to like a pulp? And when you go to a metal show, you get to experience that as like art. You get to experience it as a grand form of entertainment, as a big show where it's just these guys who say, we've given everything to make this music that reflects how you feel and, you know, res- like resonates with your emotions because we have the same emotions and the same feelings and it hurts us too. And we're here for you and we're here to make this music because we know you love it and we love it. And I think that's what's beautiful about metal and that's why I love that it always is dark and it always does go for the throat. It always is very cold and it can be heartless and it can sometimes be gruesome and unpleasant. But I think the fact that people make entertainment based on that stuff is good because I think that stuff would be overwhelming if we couldn't face that we all have a little bit of it inside of us. You know, everybody's sure, yeah. a, everybody's like, obviously we're not, it's not that everyone is evil deep down, but we're all capable of horrible things and we all have horrible thoughts. So I think it's better if you could get that out in your obsession with a genre of music than in the streets, you know what I mean? Or like in, sure. the, in the world, like, cause this is like, to me, a metal is an outlet. Metal is an outlet for frustration and it's an outlet for passion, you know, and it's a better outlet than deciding, hey, maybe I should shoot up my school or like, hey, maybe I should like sure. kill that guy. Like, you know, th- th- that's the worst decision. You know, why why do that when you could go to a show with your favorite band, with some friends, get drunk, let all those feelings out in a mosh pit. Fuck it. Swing your arms and legs. But who cares if you hit somebody? As long as you don't break anything, you won't get sued. <laughs> but it's just like... I've always wondered that, because like, uh, the amount of happen. actual damage in a mosh pit... And you're things like, happen, yeah. But it's an accepted part of the, the culture of it. I think the thing is there's different types of mosh pits. Like, metal moshing sure. is very different from hardcore moshing. Hardcore moshing is like... Hardcore is a different genre of music that I'm also a huge fan of. But hardcore comes from punk and other things. And, you know, they, they're kind of at each other's throats, like metal and hardcore. They're not really, like, friends, so to speak. Interesting. Okay. But, like... You know, they both mosh and hardcore moshing. That's where you see like the fists flying and like the spin kicks and like the weird two step dancing and like the people getting okay. punched because that just comes from punk. It's just sort of a cultural thing. Like, and it's not random. Those people are like doing dances. They're doing them very aggressively mm. and hitting each other, but it's still like weirdly dances. Metal moshing is a lot of just like. Like, imagine a, just a swirling torrent of people, like, knocking into each other and pushing and running and falling and sure. crowd surfing and stage diving on each other. And, like, both are fun. I enjoy both. I'll, like, I, I even like the beatdown shit. I'll admit it. But, you know, I think what's fun, what's cool about metal moshing is that it's, like, it's still very aggressive and can be dangerous, but you're not necessarily, like, at risk of, like, directly getting punched in the face. Because I've gotten punched sure. in the face at hardcore shows. It's not fun. It's really no, not yeah, that fun. No, it's not that fun. You know, like, it's fun to swing your arms, but then you actually get hit. You're like, ow, 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 ow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, like, drive home. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you got like, a black eye. You're like, fuck. Like, but um, it's still, um, moshing is, uh, like, the thing is people definitely get hurt moshing. I've seen, like, here's a funny story. I was at a show, like, kind of, like, recently, like, a little less than a year ago. At um, this bar called Revolution in Amityville. 
And um, this is actually a hardcore band, but but still, it's a mosh story. Um, it was I was seeing Knock Loose, and they're one of those bands where their pits get fucking crazy scary. So I'm like in the pit, and I'm just trying to like sort of watch myself. I'm trying to enjoy myself without getting in like too much danger. And I see like a guy like during the breakdown, like during the part of the song where it gets really heavy. Like I see this one guy like right in front of me. He just slips, and like his whole body falls forward, and his his forehead just hits the ground, and it's like. Like, you literally, like, you hear it. Like, I heard it over all the music. And I was like, fuck. And he was out. He did not get up. His friends picked him up instantly, and his head's, like, spitting. He's got, like, birds flying around. Like, tweet, 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 tweet. And, like, there's, like, are you there? Okay, and he's just like, And, like, this dude, random dude, doesn't even know them. He just goes, get him out of here! And, like, they just dragged him out of the pit. And I was like, oh, fuck, I hope he's okay. (laughs) Wait, wait, that, I couldn't tell by the inflection of the get him out of here. Was that... Was he coming from like a to help this poor guy, or just this guy's ruining the pit? We got to get him out of here. I think both. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because a yeah, it's to help him. Like if you're in a mosh pit and you're unconscious on the floor, you can get trampled and you yeah, could die. No, like so, sure. you have to. But it's also just like, bro, like I'm trying to mosh. You know. What I mean? right. okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's a one. There's there's sort of is an etiquette to moshing though that people don't realize like. There actually is sort of like if someone falls, you're supposed to pick them back up instantly. And I, I've seen it. Like people, I've fallen That's and cool. all of a sudden, like you're on the ground. Before you know it, there's just a bunch of arms on you and you're just getting lifted. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. And it's like, yeah, you people are like, yeah, you're good, bro. Get back in there. And it's like, okay. <laughs> sure. But um, then there's also just like, you know, if someone jumps off the stage, catch them. Like, unless they're being a dick, like. You know, if someone gets on stage, pulls their pants down and jumps in, like you, you cannot catch that guy. Let them just die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't part the sea and just watch their bones shatter and then just laugh about it. You gotta, you gotta at least catch them. But still, you know, I think I, I, I think moshing is a beautiful thing. I can see why people don't get into it. And that's another barrier to people with metal. So like, even if you could decide, like, you know what, I want to come to a metal show and try it you'll experience a mosh pit for one minute and you'll be like, I don't like this. You know, I can imagine many people who are not into metal be like, this is fucking stupid. And then like, it really is just an acquired taste. You know what I mean? Mosh, the mosh pits and moshing is something that I have similar to my musical tastes. Like I've come around on it being like a thing that exists, but every time I'm, I'm in the middle of it personally, I'm just like, I just want to listen to music. Like, <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll dance, I'll move around, but like, the, I think the first one I ever was a part of was a bad example for other mosh pits because people were like fighting, fighting, and not uh, as much like dance fighting, and it's like a fun thing. Like there were people beating the fucking shit out of each other. Ah, uh, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> always fun. <laughs> I'm also questioning my own perception of that day. It was a slightly stupid concert. Uh, All right, I'm trying to imagine what that pit was like. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, man, because part of it looked like the fun, still kind of like crazy, but, and then part of it was people legitimately like trying to win the fight. Really? It was, I, I thought they were like a stoner band, like. Well, they're funny because if you, they are, but if, if you ask them what genre they are, they'll be like, ah, oh, we're a mixture of, and then they list everything. Oh, true. Which, <laughs> uh, on sense. some level, I want to agree with, and on some level, I think it's just like a funny thing to say. Because they, they do have a very interesting style, but yeah, the the that specific mosh pit. You know what the nice part is? What? I don't think that's picking up on the mics. Hey, Fuck yeah. So we're mentioning uh, it, but the mic We're mentioning the yeah, phantom sounds, but I, I that first bit was great. Like, I am the fridge. I am the fridge. <laughs> Open me. <laughs> is there any way uh, specific to you, and not just metal in, in general, is there anything that makes the guilty pleasure to you? Is it you go to a ton of shows? Is it a time sync thing? Is it a 
you wish you'd branch out into other types of music? Um, sometimes, um, well, really, it's not like the shows I'll go to. I'll spend all the money. I don't care. You know what I mean? Sure. It's um, sometimes, um, I don't know, sometimes I look at my wardrobe, and I'm like, I wish I had less shirts that had dead black. things yeah. on the front. You know what I mean? And, yeah, also a lot of blacks and, like, a lot of, um, you know, just cargo shorts and shit. And, like, sometimes I look at my wardrobe choices, and I'm like, eh. But then, um, also, I, I don't know. Really, there's nothing, like, that actually, for me, makes me ashamed of. I've always been proud of it deep down. What just kind of made, like, me ashamed of it is that it just, like, I don't know. It just always kind of sucked for me that, like, of course it's the the genre of, the, of music that's my favorite and it's the weird one. You know what I mean? It's like, of course it had to be my favorite genre that everyone thinks is fucking weird. And, like, I guess I don't care deep down what people think. But, you know, it still sucks, like, well, in a way. I think that's where I, because, again, something we were discussing earlier is that, that line of, like, I, for the purposes of the show and the topics that we've had, at least so far, I, I also would agree that, like, like, I'm not ashamed of the Transformers. I was at a time. There definitely was a time that I, I was ashamed of them. True. And, <sighs> but the reason I, I, I would pick the word guilt over shame is that, Again, I'm not ashamed of these robots in this case, but every now and then I look at them and I'm like, that could have been a vacation or two. Yeah. That could have been True. this, it could have been that. And it's definitely not stuff that lingers a bunch, but it's still something that, that crosses my mind. Ah, oh, if I didn't spend all this money on the robots, I could have done X. If I didn't spend the time oh, yeah, yeah. rewatching I get that. Yeah. the TV show, I could have done this. And that, that for me is, is one of the parts that, that makes it a, a guilty pleasure. And I guess there's parts of that with me too, with metal, because like, I sometimes I think like, Hey man, like if I wasn't a metal head, like I might've like gotten laid like in high school, you know what I mean? Like I, I had to wait until after high school to get laid, you know, which sucks. But like, like I, at the same time, I, I don't regret it because of that. But sometimes yeah. you think like, you know, like maybe if I weren't like, into metal i wouldn't have been such a fucking asshole to everybody in high school like i wouldn't have because a lot i was very defiant like yes the people in the comac high school are pieces of shit it's very you're, it's very easy to hate them but i was just one of those guys like man fuck all these people they're all fucking pieces of shit i don't want to hang out with them and it's just like i'm the guy well i'm the guy who's just saying that by himself like why oh cool me you know what i mean sometimes i think like if i wasn't into metal i would have been able to relate to more people because music mm -hmm. is in my opinion the best Way to, like some people would argue it's like sports or whatever, but it, and for me, music is the best thing to relate to people on because it's just like it's so obsessive and engrossing and impassioned that it's you could just make a friend just by like. And yes, I know I said earlier, like when I was waiting to get on the train that I didn't want to make a friend just because he was also into death metal. Context, 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 obviously context. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you could still make a friend, like if you find out somebody you know is into like a certain genre of music, like if the, if you're both into like the same hit like hip hop, or if you're both into like pop punk, or if you're both into end, it's like yo, like it's fucking, you know that band, like you know this band, like dude, it's fire, like album, oh my god we gotta go to this show like I know they're coming like this way and then it's like like I, I missed out on a lot of that right. because I only had a couple friends who were into metal mm -hmm. and everyone else was just like doing what going to whatever like like sometimes I didn't even know like people would talk about bands like, like you know like a lot of like electronic music like dubstep and EDC and I was like an old man I actually had no idea what they were saying people would be like oh I went to I went to EDC and I'm like what's <laughs> that you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's just like I feel like I would have been more included. But either way, no, I, I, feel I don't that regret way with, it. No, I, I, I'm the same way with uh, with music in that I just I had such 
odd musical tastes for a high schooler, I guess is, is the best way to put it. Like early high school, the pretty much one of the only things you could find on my, my iPod was like Sinatra. And, oh wow! And then I <laughs> was I was an early like Mumford and Sons adopter back when they were more like you know folky, and now they're more just like a regular rock band. True. And it was it was weirdly alienating. Like Mumford and Sons obviously blew up, but when you're the only kid listening to like stuff with banjos in it, it's just yeah. it's an odd look. It's yeah. an odd look. That that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but like, but they're great, and it's just it's just what I happened, what my brain happened to latch on to which i specifically with uh with uh, my love for trains which i don't display nearly as much with the transformers but i, I call it train damage because it's there's <laughs> there's no reason why i should be there, there's nothing about trains that's inherently better than either other machinery or other just weird hobbies but it's just like that that weird thing that for some reason it just sets off the dopamine in your head and you're yeah. like, this is rad. <laughs> it's and true. I like trains too. And you're not going to lie. I used to what be kind of trains are you into, man? Like, I mean, kinds. <laughs> I don't know if I, I just like the concept of trains. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm a Double. steam engine guy. Oh, I, wow. I, was, I was raised as you're a Thomas that, kid. You're, you're that into it. <laughs> I, well, they're, you know what? They're the only ones that have like a distinct true uh, style to them because they have those the big wheels and the 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 rods that that drive them on the outside. That would be a, a locomotive. Well, they're all locomotives because that's just self motion. Right? Oh, really? So oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so if you look at like, Learn I mean, just something. think of like what Thomas is based on, and like older engines that have like the funnel and the smokestacks, and they have those. You know what I'm saying? The big yeah, yeah. Like, and then when you get into more modern technology, they look like Long Island Railroad and subways where you, you yeah. they just have wheels like a car. You don't see what moves the car, but that's the cool thing about a steam engine. You see literally yeah. how the energy gets transferred from linear back and forth motion to circular motion. And there's something about that that just makes my brain come. <laughs> and I love it. That is pretty. When you put it that way, it sounds pretty enticing. Because <laughs> it, 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 there's something about seeing the the engineering, but and that's what relates it to oh, the transformers. The engineering motion. Of it. Mm. I so oh, round yeah. the, the momentum, the forward momentum. Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> so what? What? No, but I I, I did fuck with train. I just loved trains growing up. Yeah, like I no, remember. I my I, you may have had this as a kid. My parents had this thing called lots and lots of trains. And it was just like a video, like where it just like showed trains, and it's just like lots and lots of trains, like perfect for your four year old to watch. And I would just like for eat sure. it up, like it was fucking drugs. I'd be like, yeah, like I, I had one for it was the same thing, just for it's basically a YouTube compilation of people's model trains that they put on VHS before YouTube existed. Wow, I mean, it sounds <laughs> similar, but like that's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, I guess using my my trains thing as a as a parallel to segue back into metal. What is your steam engines for metal? Like my steam engine for metal? Yeah, what's the one thing that you're like, oh, this is also, like, everything else is still metal, but this is my shit. It's tough to say because I change, uh, I, you know, my tastes change a lot as time goes. Like, I start listening to different bands, and, you know, I also, like, obviously, I listen to all other types of music, too. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's not, I, I don't only listen to metal. I sure. listen to everything. Of course. So, but sometimes it's tough to say. I would say death metal is definitely the one I most identified with. And the only reason is really because to me at the time when I was growing up, the musicianship just impressed me so much. Like so many death metal bands, like people say, oh, it's just noise. These guys are just playing random chords. It's not even time. But that's actually the opposite. It's very, very technical. There's a lot of really precise skill that's involved and a lot of like super like 
intense decision making that goes into making this music. And that's what always attracted me about death metal is that all of this like very and obviously this is not across the board. There's plenty of death metal bands where it's just like dun 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 dun, and I like that too. But when it's there's certain bands like I'll give one example like a band Death is a good example. They're considered by a lot to be the greatest death metal band ever. Okay, but a lot of their music With is a name actually, like that. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also because a lot of their music is actually so like well made, and it really isn't. It's not just like some guys fucked up in their garage jamming. There's like serious songwriting involved in this and the fact that it produces a product that could seem so like like it was made by a perfectionist like so calculated like it took so much time but it still sounds so brutal and visceral and violent and like it's gonna strangle me like that was what really blew me away about death metal over other genres at least back when I was a teenager is just that kind of like that serious attention to detail in both the need for heaviness and the need to for musicality. That's what always got to me about it. Like bands like Gorguts, who always push the envelopes. Like, you know, bands out there like Necrophagists, you know, a lot of technical bands. Like, And then there's also brutal bands that are really skilled. Like this Long Island, like Long Island Kings of Death Metal right here. The band Suffocation. Oh my God. Like one of my... Suffolk, hey, exactly. Wait, no, is but, that is that their? No, thing? no, it's. Okay, I, honestly, I don't think they're even from Suffolk, to be okay. honest. But, but um, Suffocation is a very um popular death metal band from Long Island, and their music is super brutal. Like it's okay. it's meaty, and they sing about like ripping bodies and like entrails and shit. But then the guitars, it's crazy. The guitar work of that band, Terrence Hobbs, sure. is one of the best guitarists I've ever heard. He's the guitarist of Suffocation, and it's like. Just the precision and just the speed at which he plays these riffs and they all sound so good and it's like they're catchy but and jumpy but they're still like all over the place and wild and you can follow them and it's just, oh, but see, that's what makes my brain come is shit like that. Sure. Like, no, because that was one of the things that one, once I realized that metal is almost one of the few modern genres of music that really leans into or at least can lean into theory or, or does lean into theory yes uh, even the stuff that i love the most as, as a as a person who was a music student for many years like i don't know intricacy and just really knowing what you're doing on the theory end it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do it for me by itself but i, I respect the fact that they really know the craft and they're not just like playing like a few chords yeah barely like getting along like it's really cool that that for some reason like where the people enjoying that has certainly fallen to the wayside in the last however many hundreds of years but this one genre that's all about like this this very dark tone and this very intenseness is also like we also want the the musicality to be a higher grade than most of what you'll hear. But then people hear the distortion and they're like, ah, fuck that. Yeah. See, that's the problem. And it's, it's there's always going to be that barrier. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. It, it almost makes you wonder there, there's a part of me that's like these metal guitarists that are just that good. I, I wonder if they'd have success as, as classical guitarists just I, because they have that skill. Like they're that good. To, to be honest, it. a lot of them, Kind of are like there's um one guitarist who is a, a exceptional like this guy is one of those like prodigies. His name is Chris Broderick. He was I know about him because he was in the band Megadeth for a little while. He's in other bands too. Like I think he has a different band now. But his guitar like he's one of those guys who could just strike. He could just play anything. Like his fingers can do magic on the string. It's wild. And then like 
I actually saw a YouTube video of him from like 10 years ago where he's just playing a classical guitar. And it literally sounds like you're listening to like some recording of just like a classical guitarist from like, who knows, like, like 1910, just like, and I'm like, and it's just crazy to me that this guy who plays riffs on stage for all this money where half the time he can also just sit down, pick up an acoustic guitar with nylon strings and just be like, and it's like, wow. Like, I like, cause I, and I'll say this, another big thing for me with metal is the, the musicianship because I play guitar and I vote when I heard metal, my thought was, I want to be able to play that. Like that was actually the first thing I really thought about metal. I was like, wow, that sound is crazy. I would love to be able to make that with a guitar. I would love to be able to just pick up a guitar and just start playing those heavy ass riffs and like soloing and like that's what as a child almost most attracted me to it was just the idea that I could do that it's nuts you know what I mean and I think that to to this day I still try to learn the metal songs that I love I don't have as much time now but I still try to learn a new metal song every now and again like I try to look figure out if I could play them in time with the song and sometimes I'll, I'll you know I've been thinking about like starting to record covers Nice. You know what I mean? It's good time and, to do it. And that's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but that's, I think, a lot of the things that separates metal from genres, too, is a lot of it is, like, a lot of metal fans are also musicians. Like, you'll find a lot of metal heads you meet are also guitarists or also drummers, sure. also play in bands or have tried to play in bands. And I think that's it's one of those, like, yes, a lot of rappers try to become rappers, too. But it's different. Like, you could become a rapper, and obviously rapping is a skill, mm-hmm. but you could be, like, not that good and still be very successful as a rapper and get a lot of respect. You know what I mean? Okay. Plenty of examples. But like Lil, like, like Lil. Like metalheads d- would be like, yeah, no, like, that's objectively just not. Yeah. Like it, for the most part, like obviously, yeah. you know, they'll be fans of the shitty bands, but for the most part, because metal is still an underground community, a lot of the times the shit gets weeded out a little bit faster hmm. because it's more of just like, it's not the mainstream media that's putting people on a pedestal. It's actually the collective sort of understanding of a community that's saying like I I don't you know this, I don't know about this sound it doesn't really it's not it's kind of simplistic it's kind of stupid it's sort of backtrack or like or maybe it's just it's not heavy or it's just like the, I think it's just you know a lot of it really depends but the difference is like with metalheads is like it's one of the like it makes people want to pick up a guitar and play more so than rock and roll does like I think metal really makes people want to like actually like emulate it like you see a metal band live it's such an impressive thing if you're into it it's hard not to imagine like man if i could do that that'd be nuts you know and that it's also it really is such a performative genre like so much of what goes into metal is the live shows like it's really like have you not just have you listened to this album it's like have you seen them like have you fucking seen that band live like you know what i mean it's shit like that you know and i think that's what a lot of genres lose these days especially like genres that have a lot more studio magic involved where it's like it's still great live and these people are still good performers but there's something sort of lacking about a guy who's just standing in front of like a pad like you know big like dj pad and whatever and he's like obviously he's not just pressing buttons but, like, objectively, like, he really is. He's just, like, he's working on a computer program. There's musicianship, and, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot it has to go no, through. No, I mean, there's, yeah, there's music. creativity and art, art, but it's also just, like, it, it's just weird. Like, there's something sort of kind of, like, empty to me about, like, like, yeah, it's crazy. Look at him work that soundboard. It's like, does that really, like, come to your mind? Like, do you really think that? Or are you just, like, hype? Are you just, like, jumping up and down because you're on ecstasy? You know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of the way I feel about this, those types of, like, I'm not against people who are into electronic music or the genre itself. I did, To me, it's just kind of like, 
is that really what you want from me? He's like, you just want a guy to play a track that has been just pre-produced for like months and months and like edited down? Or do you want to see somebody like pick a thing up and actually like, use his hands to make a noise? And like, there's a chance that he might fuck up, but he's really good. So like, he should <laughs> sure. probably, want, you know, it's like, it's something organic about all, uh, to me about all just kind of like not electronic genres of music that those genres miss out on maybe i'm sounding like an old fuck here but (laughs) i mean to i guess grow from what you're saying as a non-metal guy you know what would what would happen to metal if uh like a super emp hit and basically the only thing we have are acoustic instruments like how would metalheads translate that style of music without the ability to distort it electronically the truth is, I don't know if it would be possible. And that's a good point to make, because obviously, yeah, there's studio magic involved in metal, too. But I still think that, like... I'd agree, you're still playing happened, an instrument. Yeah, if that happened, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're still playing an instrument. You're still, like, you know, you're still using, like, organic movements with your hands to make the noise. Yes, the ma- the studio magic is definitely what makes it part of it. And I do, yeah, I don't know if metal could exist if there was a, if we only had acoustic instruments. But I almost feel like it's just kind of, like... There would still be something like, you know what I mean? Like if everything went away and there's no electricity and all we had were acoustic guitars to make music with, there would still be dark artists and they might even still find a way to be heavy with that instrument. Hmm. They might actually find a way to make you want a headbang, maybe even mosh. Who knows? I've never seen someone really attempt it because we have electric guitars, but that doesn't mean it's not possible because you still have the guitar, like the guitar and the drums and the bass and the person who's actually like, screaming or singing you know like Metal that would survive <laughs> yeah i don't know if it would necessarily survive as it is now but in some in, in some, some shape form, or form yeah the uh, at least the sort of concept that makes metal what it is would still exist in music it I would not like... be metal as we know it no of course certainly not okay but then again like who knows you know you could argue rock the sequel doesn't... to metal yeah the sequel <laughs> to metal the Post metal. Well, I mean, there is uh, apocalypse metal. There is post metal. Yeah, post, yeah. post, post apocalyptic metal. Yeah. Where it's just. It's a acoustic. I mean, you know. Well, I'm, I'm curious. At, at, what, at what point in your life do you think it was the, the most, you know, guilty or the most, uh, you're the most self aware of, of, of these negative aspects sounds like you were in like when you were in like school yeah i would say really like school like probably like ages like 10 to like 15 like it really it did make me feel like an outcast because i just didn't meet those i didn't meet those people yet who were really into it i knew them but Uh like i wasn't really hanging out with that like click yet so the click i was hanging out with was just still the kids who would listen to all the mainstream hits and, like, at the time, that's when, like, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy dropped and, like, everyone's bumping the same shit and the same songs. And, like, you just hear Stronger over and over again. You just hear, like, you hear all these songs. Like, you hear the Black Eyed Peas not stop and everyone's into it. And yeah, it's, yeah, like, sure. back as an adult, like, you can kind of just be, like, whatever. But as a kid, like, you really just have to sit there and hate it and not have anything to say. Like, they'd be playing it in the car. They're blasting it. They're fucking into it. I hate it. Like, I'm just sitting in the back hating it. And there's nothing I could do because I want to be friends with these kids. You know what I mean? Right. Or just, like, go to a party. Like, even in college, like, this, it, it sucks. Like, you go to a party. Yeah, parties are fun. But it's just, like, like, the only music that's being played is music I can't stand and it's being blasted. It's just being blasted at me. And I can't even, like, possibly suggest one of my songs. You know what I mean? It would be just as loud, but... Man, I, I recommended a 
Mumford and Sons song my freshman year of college and like killed the vibe of a party because they actually put it on. <laughs> they were like, oh, all right, all right. I'm like, <laughs> and even in the moment, I'm like, yeah, this this doesn't fit. You're like, maybe this was not the crowd. <laughs> well, if if you could uh, if you could go back in time and talk to 15 year old Tom about metal and about like stay in the course or you know like what what would you say to 15 year old Tom? I would say stay the course and don't stop listening to it. Of course, I would maybe say just like. I, I think I, if anything, I would just tell him to tell him to be a little more self-aware because it, you know, it, I'm I'm happy I was into metal. I'm happy I wore band T-shirts. I'm happy I was that kid. But I, you know, it definitely affected my personality. Just being like, because I sort of had this attitude where like, yeah, I'm an outcast and fuck everybody, you know. And I don't think that was the best attitude for me to have. I don't think it's the best attitude for anybody to really have. And I'm not saying metal caused that. But I think I would I tell myself. I think I would tell myself to just kind of like keep in mind, like you know, like you're gonna have to. I would tell him, like especially because back then I was very walled off. I was like, metal's like the only good shit, and everything else is trash. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I would tell myself, like listen, like eventually you're gonna meet people who are into other shit types of music, and you're gonna have to get to know them and be friends with them. You should try to get into other types of music too. I'm not saying don't listen to metal. I'm just saying, and this is what I did. Mind, more yeah. Yeah, yeah, the truth is, this is what I did. I just wish I sure. did it sooner. Right. No, but at I, the time, I, you know, I was just very like, because of my position of who I was in the town that I lived in and in the school that I was at, I just felt like I should be this. I should own this. Like I should say fuck all those other genre music, genres of music. Excuse me, sure. and only love my genre because I know it's the best. And I would just tell myself, like, look, like, you can think metal's the best or whatever, but the truth is there's other types of music out there that are good, that you would enjoy, that aren't metal, and a lot of, and they, they're popular. Just because they're popular doesn't mean it's bad, you know what I mean? Like, I would definitely say that, and I would just be, be more open-minded about, like, the way you discuss the stuff and just the way, I mean, any, I would tell myself that for anything, you know, just you always wish that you were more open-minded and less closed off about things. And I think music, as much as I loved my life being a music fan, I do look back and wish I was a little less close-minded about it. And that's what I would tell myself, probably. Okay. Word. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. This was great. Yeah, man, uh, thanks for having me. This is super, super fun. I, uh, I'm looking forward to more. And, and like I've been saying to all the other comedy homies, if you uh, think of another guilty pleasure that really fits the, the format, happy to have you back, dude. It'll be a good time. Hell yeah. I'll come back next week and talk about feet pictures on OnlyFans. Oh, you heard <laughs> it here first, folks. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to reach out to the show, either commentary or potentially to be a guest, uh, you can hit me up at guiltypleasurepersonals at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Thanks again, Tom. It's a good time. Thanks for having me, man. Peace.